to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. something uh and it still fucking hurts i bet you pulled it jerking off you fucking weirdo fuck off dude fuck off you jerk off more than anybody i've ever fucking met in my life <laughs> thank you fucking jerk off so anyway uh i walked this week and uh walked with this guy named tyler we're walking around and stuff we're doing them getting our mouths and stuff like that and uh there's two ducks fucking. And Tyler's like, hey, look at the ducks fucking. I'm like, dude, are you getting turned on? What's going on here? You have a girlfriend. He's like, ducks fucking. It's always kind of cool. I was like, how? what is cool about two ducks fucking? I don't know. They weren't humping like dogs or anything like that, but I guess it was kind of sensual. I did put my hand down my pants. Tugged it once or twice. But uh, ducks... They got off. I didn't get off. I, I swear to you, on the day I was born, I did not jerk off in my pants. I thought about it for a second. I didn't see duck pussy. There's too much fucking feathers around the pussy of a duck. Oh, I have someone here, and he could probably help validate that there's no way to see a pussy. I mean, if you're looking at a dog or a cat, the tail's up, there's pussy showing, you don't want to look at it. Or even a cow, maybe, if the cow tail swings back and forth. <laughs> but, my friend Adam's here. Adam, I'm not going to say his last name. He wants to be anonymous. He doesn't want to be associated with this show. Especially after that intro. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, we've got Adam here. Adam is a avid metal fan like myself. And we've got an audience. We have one audience member. A guy named Paul. He may not say shit, but he may laugh. If he finds something somewhat amusing, we don't know. So, Adam, welcome to the Ragman Show. Uh, I've known Adam for, what, fucking three years now? Something like that. Yeah, two and a half, I'd say. Two and a half, three. Yeah, yeah. And we became really good friends. We drink beer together. We run together. And we have another mate that's going to be joining us next week. You guys ever done it to each other? Dude, we're not gay. <laughs> okay, you can say that. Fuck off, dude. Fuck off. 
Anyway, Adam, welcome to the Ragman Show, and we have lots of stuff going on. There's lots, there's lots of music, there's lots of venue stuff that we've talked about in the past. But I want to say, just I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to throw out your dirty laundry. You're a huge Devin Townsend fan. Yes, I am a huge Devin Townsend fan. Uh, I used to work at a granite quarry, and I sat on a truck scale after I got injured shoveling the, the, the granite. Uh, and I just, back in the early days of the internet, I turned on this randomizer for metal, and I heard Earth Day by Devin Townsend, and after that I was like, okay, this is, this is it. It basically changed the way that I listened to metal. I mean, that was like a Pantera, early man, Metallica, yeah. that type of stuff. And then I heard Devin Townsend. I'm like, okay, this changes everything. And so since then, that's that's what I, I love that stuff. What was the platform that you, you said you hit a randomizer? What, what, were you, what do you mean? I don't know. It was like, you know how... You know when like Sirius Radio and yeah. stuff like that came out? Was it before Sirius and XM merged? Yeah, yeah, way before that. And so it was like one of those quote-unquote satellite radio things that you could just log on to the internet. Oh, sweet. Uh, okay. And so I had this extra computer in my office where I was working on a truck scale and just threw it threw on quote-unquote metal and, you know, Devin Townsend would come on every once in a while. And what was the song again? Earth Day. It's off the Terria album. Uh, and then, of course... Strapping Young Lad got really popular for a while. Uh, well, hold on. Why don't we play Earth Day right now? Oh, do it. That's probably not the right phrase, but uh, I discovered Devin when he sang with Steve Vai. Mm-hmm. And I want to say after Steve Vai, he went directly to Strapping Young Lad, I believe. Or did he do anything solo in between that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that what he started off with was what he called Ocean Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, even before that, he had a thing called Punky Brewster. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, and then, but I think his like, first foray into the solo stuff was um, Ocean Machine uh, and in fact they called the band Ocean Machine it wasn't even um, it wasn't even Devin Townsend right but they since changed it to Devin Townsend and that, then Ocean Machine was kind of his first foray into 
solo stuff. And, um, and then he formed Strapping Young Lad around the same time with Gene Hoagland. Yeah. And, um, uh, and yeah, so there was these two kind of separate paths he went on with the solo Devin Townsend stuff, which is a little more proggy, but it's not like your typical prog metal. Right. And then the brutal industrial thrash metal that is uh, strapped you. Strapping, yeah, yeah, for sure. So what do you think drew you? I mean, becoming you know, coming from being like a Pantera fan and that style of music, I know you like some extreme shit too, yeah. which we'll get into, but yeah. um, what drew you to Devin? Uh, to me, it's, to me, even with Steve Vai, and a lot of people didn't like when Devin was singing for Steve Vai. It's high shit, blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, that dude's voice is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And he sings with so much fucking passion. I fucking loved it. So I followed him after that. Maybe not as much as you did, but I got into striping and then got more into solo stuff. But, you know, I'm inundated with so much music that it. I'm a fan, but I just didn't dive into everything he did. So to me, it was a passion and the uh, just real feeling that you get from his music—a wall of sound shit Absolutely. at times and stuff like that. So that's what drew me to it. What about you? Yeah, it's it's somewhat similar. It's you know you hear the songs and you hear it and you're like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. And then the more you listen to it, you're like, whoa, all right, there's yeah. more to this than I thought it was. And then the more you listen to it, you're like, oh, okay, this dude is on a different level. Uh, he really doing, is. doing weird, like, crazy level stuff. And there, like, every album that he has, there's, like, these very catchy tunes that you could probably sell commercially or something like that. Um, but the rest of the songs are, are very complex, and I think that's, that throws people off. But if you listen to it... So every time I listen to a, an album I'll, over and over again, I'll have a new favorite song on it because I'm like, wow, there's this whole section of this song that uh, is just blowing my mind at this point. Yeah. And so I think there's part of that because there's the... On the surface, it's pretty good. Very good. But as soon as you start diving deeper, it's like, wow, okay, this is something special. And so I think that's what draws me and keeps me listening. Because even when I don't like an album, when it first comes out, after I've listened to it a couple times, I'm like, okay, that's my new favorite album. Oh, yeah. And it's like every time I listen to it, I'm getting something new out of it. And I found that with listening to records, too, the ones that hit me right away are the ones that are usually gone pretty quick. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that grow on me. I'm like, fuck, man. It's like you said, you hear new shit every time you hear this song. You're like, fuck, dude. There's that one section I just fucking love. And the hairs on my arms just start standing up. I fucking love that shit. Those albums stay with me for a long time and turn out to be my favorite records of all time, opposed to something that just hits me at first. Like, oh, that's cool. And then they're like, oh, I'm bored of that. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's like some of those songs that you hear maybe that's got maybe got a little bit of radio play or just got some somewhat very popular it's like oh yeah this is really good and then you listen to it over and over and over again and then you're just burnt out on it yeah yeah whereas uh bands like Devin Townsend and Strapping Young Lad and stuff like that it's like okay every time I hear this I'm hearing something new and I have something new to learn about it well there's so many bands like Guns N' Roses for instance that you've heard it so much on the radio it's been just drilled in your fucking brain it comes on the radio I turn it off and I'm pretty much the same way with Metallica anymore I still enjoy some of the early stuff mm-hmm. 
I didn't like anything after Injustice for All. Maybe a couple songs off the Black Record. After that, it was like, I, I want to like it, but I don't. And I don't force myself. But if I hear like Master of Puppets, which was is a great fucking song, I turn the radio. I, like, I really don't care anymore. But there's certain bands like ACDC where you can, if you haven't heard Shoot Me All Night Long for a year or so, you're like, it comes on, you're like, fuck, I hadn't heard that in a while. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. But if you hear like Sweet Child of Mine, I still can't listen to it to this day. I'll just turn the channel. Unless it's like that or country music, I'll listen to Sweet, uh, Sweet Child of Mine. But with Devin, it's layered. There's so much shit going on. You can find new favorite parts, I think, every time you listen to an album oh, or yeah. a song. You know? And you can feel the connection between all of the albums. Like Even though each album is, seems very different, so different. there's still yes. a connection. On, like He has these underlying elements that it's like, oh, this is a callback to one of his early albums or the something he was doing earlier. But one thing I will say about um, when you were talking about the, like, the radio hits and stuff like that, I worked construction for a good part of my life, and they listened to the, you know... Uh, Adam? Yes? Is that where you got the calluses on your hidden and go jerk it off? Right. Yeah, that's my sister. I, I'm pleading the fifth. You're my kind of bird here, sir. Congratulations, <laughs> Alvin, go down and hype on you, but the booth is locked, and right there, boy, let me do the stupid on the better fucker. <laughs> yeah, I, he can't be trusted anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so they, the, the thing is is that they play the quote-unquote classic rock station or the, the hard rock station or the alternative rock station, and they play the same songs over and over and over oh, yeah. again. And so, like, I just got to the point where I got so sick of even bands that I love I've gotten so sick of them because they just constantly on the radio. And in fact, one time, one of my, me and my coworkers, while we were working at the Granite Quarry, decided to make a list every day of the songs that they played and showed that it was the exact same songs, just in a slightly different order. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I have another question. Oh. You work at the Granite Quarry, so did Fred Flintstone work there too? Did Barney Robo? <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Yabba dabba do, man. I knew they were real. Alright, I always find Fred. I see Fred was a real character. And the cartoon was just a story of his life. And Bradman said it's bullshit, it's made up. Head of a barrel, it up. I told him it's a fucking lie. It's the man trying to get down. I just hit the button. This but don't get him started on Flintstones. Oh man. You heard the Flintstones playing. Yeah. When he was going off on that. So. Right. Jesus. I'm sorry. Sorry you had to deal with that. Yeah. Well he disrupts the show uh, way too much, but it's in my contract, <laughs> I have to let him talk from oh, time man. to time. So you sorry gotta get about a new tra- you gotta get a new contract. <laughs> I, do. I do. I've signed it in blood though. So oh. it, I could die. That's if a weird I contract. Reach contract. <laughs> uh so anyway, so you're yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, and that's that's why I hear from terrestrial radio. There's this station in town. I mean, back in the day, we had good stations here. There was 97 Rock. There was 101 KLL. They were really good rock stations. And then as things got over time, it was like, we're just going to play Led Zeppelin, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, Led Zeppelin, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, 
maybe a little Boston, and then I just the same shit every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And but there for a while there's variety, which was really nice. But terrestrial radio, there's a station in town called the Buzz, and I didn't listen to that station for fucking ever. But if I get a rental car or whatever, or that I can't get on streaming or whatever, there's no Apple Play or whatever in the car for the my uh, Spotify. I turn on the the bus because it's that or the Eagle, the, and I prefer the Eagle. But the bus, same shit every day. fucking Nirvana, Soundgarden, Puddle of Mud, the, the Fuel, the same fucking bands. I was like, guys, you were playing that shit fucking 15, 20 years ago, and you're still playing it. It's like, yes, we are. Yep, yep, so, man. You want to hear my Puddle of Mud story? Oh yeah. Let's do it, and then we will have a beer after that. I actually have two puddle of mud stories. They're very, they're <laughs> very interesting. They're very brief. Oh, okay. here, uh, John's playing. What's that one song? Whatever. I don't even know the name of it. But go ahead. So, uh, I went. So when I was working at the Granite Quarry, working on the truck scale, one of the trucking companies decided to bring me to Chicagoland Speedway to go to a NASCAR event, and I was like, sweet. So we go to Chicagoland Speedway, and we're camping out. And the first day is the bush driver, or the qualifying actually, not even the bush, it was before the bush drivers. And everybody qualifies and I'm, we all walk out and I go into a portage on uh, out in the middle of a field and I go to the bathroom and all of a sudden I hear Puddle of Mud playing and I was like, why are they playing Puddle of Mud so loud out here? This seems very weird and it just came out of nowhere, it was yeah. silent before. And so I opened up the portage on uh, door and it was actually just puddle of mud playing <laughs> in the middle of a field and we had really? absolutely no clue. Really, yeah, it was wild and it was during their heyday too. It wasn't like really, it wasn't like washed up puddle of mud. It oh, was wow. like puddle of mud, puddle of mud. So that was pretty wild. Yeah. And then my other story was is that uh, when I was in college, I was playing with this band, like uh, I was playing guitar and singing with this band. I, I wasn't part of the band, I was just kind of yeah. like, we would, I would go to their practices and hang out and play and everything like that. And I came up with this song, and it was like, and Puddle of Mud song came out, it was the exact same song. Oh shit, for real? <laughs> I mean, there's no way that especially with the time that, that, that they could have come into our practice and saw me playing that song and decided right, right. to steal it. But I was like, how on earth did that happen? <laughs> that, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I used to play music too, and there were songs that I had written, and then other songs would come out. It's like, how does that work? Is somebody had the same idea as I did? It's pretty fucking weird, right? Or crazy. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, there's this docu series on Apple something or one of those streaming services, and it's the Beatles, right? And they're doing the um, it's that Let It Be thing, right? Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, that's Disney. Disney. Um, it's on Disney. There, it's the one where they're on the uh, the rooftop. Yes, yeah, Let It Be. That's not Let It Be, is it? Yeah. It was oh, let maybe it, be. it is. Um, because uh, Peter Jackson just came out with uh, this version and was going to Disney or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it was like the behind the scenes that showed that they yes. weren't as miserable as they looked like in the original release. Anyway, so I was watching part of that docuseries and Paul is just sitting there teaching one of the... Because um, 
John did not show up to the practice or whatever like that. And uh, uh, he's telling this guy, like one of the crew, how to play. Every song you need to know is these three three chords. chords. Oh, wow. And so um, that's probably how it happens, right? Because yeah. every song that you need to know, you play these three you play it this way and so when I came up with my own song of course somebody's going to come up with it because that's probably the most common way that you play a song <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah interesting that, that's cool so Adam are you thirsty I'm thirsty Mr. G will you give us a beer sir The beer spurted out, sir. <laughs> Dude, he gets off to watch me open beers. Sorry the beer speed on you a little bit, man. I didn't intend for that to happen. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Do I have to pay extra? <laughs> yeah, no shit. You charge for it. Uh, it's in your contract. The okay. one you signed before you came onto the show. So Did I sign that with blood? You signed it in your end. Oh, <laughs> From okay. what I That's oh, yeah. what McCheese told me. Okay. So, okay. He's like, oh, I came in and he didn't want to poke his finger, so I said, this piss on the contract. I'm like, okay, McCheese. He goes, oh, it's good. He was dehydrated. There's lots of yellow there. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, it's fucking like uh, one of those highlighters. He goes, ah, yeah, like that. Don't get smart with me, guy. I'll fucking, you're out of order, sir. I'm like, dude, I'm just making a joke. I don't want to talk to you right now. I was like, fuck off, dude. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. He's the manager, so. Oh, I see. There's a long fucking story behind that. So, anyway, uh, enough of McCheese and John jerking off. How about a great fucking beer from one of my favorite breweries, Parrish, out of New Iberia, Louisiana. Uh, they had this new one called the Murphy when I was there uh, this previous week. And I, after the beer, I have a little story for you. Got a little story. Uh, go it's ahead. Like, it's yeah. like really hazy. I gave you the, I gave you the backfish because oh, you love backfish. Oh yeah. I don't think backfish is open anymore. No, they're done. They're done. So Murphy is a Dippa, double IPA. Uh, very, very hazy. Um, let's see what it says here, mate. Double India PLL, Strata, Idaho, and Citra Hops. Uh, that's one pint. 7.6% ABV. Uh, there's no other description. So let's look at the can. Murphy must be one of the brewer's dogs is must what I'm be. thinking. Yeah, because yeah, it's just a dog over there. And I'm not... Oh, there's other stuff. There's bones on the side. Is that a dumbbell? No. 
a baseball. So anything a dog is going to bury or chase is on the can itself. So, um, Ken, what what do you think? Would this like so, Adam? You're going to help break this beer. So would this entice you? You're in a store. You, I don't. Know, do you know Parish? Oh, I definitely know. Parrish, okay, yeah. go some machines stuff like yes. that. So if you see this, is it the name or is it the label that might say, hmm, how about I want to pick that up? Oh, it's definitely the doggo. Really? Yeah. The dog. So you're like, I, I think I think our friend, our mate, would oh, like yeah. this as well. Oh, definitely. I was he's a dog bring that guy. up. He's a, he's a dog guy. Yeah. So you see the dog, you're like. That draws my attention in. I'm going to look. Oh, it's Parish Brewing. Hmm. All right. Check this out. We're going to bring Paul in, our, our one audience member. The other two left. Would you, would you, are you enticed to buy this beer because there's a dog on the label? You know, I, I would try it. You try? I would, I would pick it but up. But you would pick it up just for the dog, or? I would pick it up for the dog. Okay, okay. I'm a dog man. So I'm not a dog person. I'm a cat person, unfortunately. And uh, I've got one. He's cool as fuck, uh, but annoying as fuck, too. He does both. Um, so anyway, okay, so I pick it up because of Parrish. I love fucking Parrish. So anything Parrish, I'm going to fucking do. So anyway, Ken, would you give it a... So we give a four rating on the Ragman Show. Uh... One out of four, what do you give the label for this beer? I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a three. Three? Oh wow. Okay. And the reason I'm giving it oh three is good, right? You can do three and a half. You can do uh, halves, no quarters. I think I'm gonna stick with three. Okay. And the reason I'm giving the label a three is because it's really good because it's a very good picture of that very cute dog. And it's got the little doggy toys on it. That, yeah, but the I like reason that. I'm not cool. the reason I'm not giving it a four is because um, it doesn't scream beer to me. Right. Oh, I get you. It's kind of it's. I mean, it's relaxing. It's like a picture on the wall. But is is it really fit for a beer can? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's fit for a beer can. I feel like it would be really expensive to label your beer like that. I don't know. It's somebody's dog. Maybe a brewer, whatever. So, anyway, the more important part is the beer. So, let's look at this bad boy. Fucking hazy as fuck, dude. I, I mean, it looks like fucking Can't pineapple fruit, juice. Man. There's uh, lots of head, lots of lacing. So, if you spin it around, Ooh. look at that lacing. So, anyway, let's get the aroma. Oh, it's stank as fuck. It is, stank. <laughs> it is a stanky beer, and I like it stanky is, beers. It is stank as fuck, but... It's not turning me off. I'm like, I, I want this. I love dank beers. Oh, yeah. All right. So, appearance, I give it a four. What do you give it? I would say a four. Oh, bite. And then the aroma? Oh, that's a four for me. Yeah, because you get the dankness, and then as you whip it off a little bit, you get more of the citrus notes. You get the citra hops. You smell the citrus or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I so, do smell like the, the, the grapefruit in there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, let's clink. Cheers. The real choice is the, or <laughs> the real answer is the taste. Let's do that. Oh, dank as fuck. Mm -hmm. Really smooth for mm -hmm. 7%, almost 8% ABV beer. Um, I get some citrus notes, but really dinky. Um, getting something else on the back end. It's not super bitter like I thought it might be with grapefruit. Um, let me take another drink here. 
Um, what are you getting there? Danky grapefruit. Danky uh, grapefruit. Uh, I love it. I think it's great. I think, I think it's great. Yeah. I, um, I'm going three and a half though. It's not. I, I wanted to be a little bit more creamier. It's a little bit more watery than I was thinking it was going to be by the initial smell mm-hmm. or aroma of the beer. Um, I do love it. I'm not knocking it at all, but I'm going to take a half point off because I thought it'd be more rich and creamy, and it's a little bit more smooth than what I was expecting. Yeah, I kind of want... I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I kind of want a little less... A little less smoothness, a little less... Something like... I can't quite put my finger on it. I want something more rich and creamy. Yeah. So, I mean, not like a double milkshake or anything like that, but you can get that richness and creaminess of it without it being as, it's almost lightish. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. Um, and so I think for that, I'm going to give it a 3.25. Oh, okay. I'm going three and a half. So unfortunately, this beer didn't make a four, so we can't play the horns tonight. So, uh, but a very good beer. Highly recommended. <clears throat> you ever get down to Broussard, Louisiana? You have to visit the Parish Brewing Company. They make some amazing fucking beers. So, Adam, since you're the guest, you get to pick a song. It's a, it's a very popular song, mm-hmm. and it's something that is on my mind a lot. Yeah. It is Zombies by Cranberries. I thought you were going to say Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, so my I went to this conference, yeah. and we were at this Irish pub, and I was sitting with my colleagues, and, that, and Zombies by Cranberries came on, and I was like, I didn't appreciate it when I was young, but Zombies by Cranberries is the best 90s song. song ever. Yeah. And my friend said... That's my go-to karaoke song. And I'm like, we need to find a karaoke bar. <laughs> we really? went to a f- fucking really? karaoke bar, and okay. she sang it, and she built that thing out. It was amazing. After we hear the song, I'll tell you about a karaoke bar I went to. All right. How about some Cranberries? First time on the Ragman Show. Our gang is Ragman Show. Cranberry songs.
So, I uh, went to a karaoke bar with uh, a certain person, and uh, it was an Asian karaoke bar. Oh. So, and it was in Chinatown in Houston. Mm, interesting. If I had to try to get there today, I could never find this place. So, I met her, and she said, my friends invited us to a karaoke bar. Let's go. I'm like, all right, cool. I can do that. And uh, so we go. I get lost. I finally find the fucking place. It looks sketch. Kind of weird. I'm like, hmm, this is karaoke bar. All right, we'll go in, whatever. So we walk in, and uh, there's like this, it's like this open room. I want to say there was a kitchen or there was a bar. Maybe, maybe it's not serving food, but there was like this bar... And it just looked like it was run down as fuck. And I'm like, and the girls with a special person was, uh, it's, it was out of her element from what I knew her about, you know, about her. Right. So we go in and there's these three other guys, myself and my girl or this girl. And, uh, anyway, we're sitting there, they're talking, and they order, I think it's green tea and, like, whiskey. And they were like, what do you want? I was like, I drink beer. So they brought me, like, Heineken or something. I think it's the best beer they had was, like, Heineken. So anyway, we're in there and stuff, and then these girls walk in. As people are karaoke. And I'm like, hmm. And she's like, do you want a girl? I was like, well, no, I'm with you. So thank you. But I don't need a girl with me. I have one next to me that, you know, I have feelings for. And so these guys, each one gets a girl. And then we start playing drinking games where it's like kissing and stuff like that. It's, I mean, it's weird. I mean, and then I find out that the girls were there for pleasure if you wanted to pay for pleasure. And I was like, hmm, this is an interesting karaoke bar. I mean, it was it was interesting to see that it was like I don't know if it was uh, how far the girls went, but pretty fun to be in the moment at watching what was going on, knowing that I was with the person I wanted to be with, but these guys were like, "Ah, oh, she's cute, she's cute, she's cute," and then I guess for a certain amount of money, then uh, there was some loving, okay. Mick loving. That's a that's not as innocent as the weird karaoke experience I had. But really, this karaoke experience I had last weekend. Last weekend. Yes, at the with where zombies. The cranberry. Yeah. 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 Um, the this is in downtown Atlanta, and the bottom floor is a karaoke bar. Yeah. The next floor up, and the floors above it, are a diner. Okay. Like a like a diner with breakfast food, you know. Like Mills Diner. Like Alice. Like and all that. Grits and all that good Did stuff. Did they have a flow? Or is this Might as well have been. Might as well have had a flow there. <laughs> like, what you having, honey? Like, oh, okay. You know flow. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, she's down there belting out some cranberries, and I'm eating uh, eggs, toast, and grits, and it was at midnight. Yeah. One of the weirdest conference experiences I've ever had. <laughs> I, I felt like I went into a portal into another dimension and came out. <laughs> yeah, you were in the 80s at that point. But you didn't go to a 
potential brothel. No, karaoke. no, no. And that's no. I think that's what I was. <laughs> I think that was what you were. You know what? This calls for a song. How about a little Steel Panther, uh, Agent Hooker. Anyway, um, we were going to talk concert venues. Yes. Um, so you have a gripe about concert venues, right? Or what did you want to bring up? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was something that Devin Townsend brought up, so I listened to everything that Devin has to say. But uh, it seems that prior to the pandemic, there was already a problem of venues, basically venues, and but mostly promoters, taking away a lot of the the revenue from the artist yeah right but post pandemic it's gotten worse to the extent that some venues and some promoters are taking money off of the merch tables and essentially if you are a lower tiered band uh you're you're going to be in the negative yeah in the united states if you go on tour whereas Prior to that, going on tour was kind of how you were going to make your money. You're not sure. going to make money off of records. You're not going to, especially for metal bands, you're not going to make money off of records. You're not going to make money off of, um, uh, you're not going to make money off of radio play. No. You're, you're not going to make money off of Spotify, anything like that. It's you're, only off merch and touring. Mer- right. Merch and touring, right? And so now it's even harder for that for them and so unless you're some sort of nationally touring band like internationally touring band it seems like it's getting harder and harder and my biggest concern of that is that we're gonna stop seeing some of those earlier bands like some of the bands that i love it's because i saw them opening for Mm -hmm. some headliner or something like that or they just happen to be stopping by and it's like oh there's a metal show i'm gonna go to that metal show yeah but you know how is all of the scraping off of the top of their their revenue going to impact what we see for metal? How are these bands going to make it? That's tough. I, I don't know either. And uh, bigger acts like Devin have, like I think you've told me, he's like, I'm not going to tour the U.S. unless things change. And there's a lot of bands like that. But there's a lot of bands that are still like coming over kind of on their dime, like hoping they're going to make some money. Um, a show that we had talked about going to, Hell's Heroes, uh, I guess a pre-show, where Destruction, a band I saw last year, 
uh, from Germany. Fucking amazing. Live. They bailed out. I don't know if that was part of it or if they had double booked or whatever, but part of me was like, I don't want to go anymore. Mm-hmm. But I already made commitments to some friends and stuff like that and bought tickets. Like, you said you were going. Don't be a dick. You should go. Um... Shout out, shout out to Necrofire, who is also going to be at that pre-show, which is yep. a Houston band. So. And you can't go. I can't, no. Okay. I'll be not in the Houston area. But. Gotcha. So I'll go to Black Page, have a beer, meet up with some friends, and see Violence, which I used to really love, but now I listen to them. I was like, eh. I'm not as much into thrash as I used to be back in the day. Um, I'm more, I like more the melodic side, but I like the heavy side, too. And I think I've told you, and a lot of people listen to the show now, know that I like newer music opposed to what I call the grandfather acts or the dinosaur acts. I still love that stuff, but for me to go to a live show, it's about people are younger bands that have more energy and just give it live rather than going through the motions. Yes, but if they can't because they can't afford to even right. do that, that's right. the that's the thing. Is like, I agree. I love seeing those those younger bands that are out there and they're giving it their all. I remember one of the first bands or shows I went to, Goat Whore Band or Goat Whore Show that I went to. Like one of the drummers of one of the opening bands, like that dude was everything that he had in the tank. He wow. gave it. Nice. And I just feel bad that the, these guys can't make a living. It's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. It's sad. And I don't know. I wonder if the economy gets better and things change. Because I will say this. With the shows I've been to, and the last show I went to was last weekend. I went to the Wonder Years and uh, Hot Mulligan. And it was packed. And it was in a smaller, like the studio of Warehouse Live. Mm-hmm. It got so much response and so many ticket sales, they moved to the ballroom. The ballroom was packed. And I'm with my girlfriend, and she didn't know the band. She enjoyed it. Three quarters of the way through Wonder Years, she sat down. And she's like, I was like, are you okay? She goes, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, "Uh, you're not standing. She goes, well, I'm tired. And I just want to spend time with you. So... Yeah, your violins are coming out. I can hear them. And my violins came out too. I didn't cry, but I said, all right, I'll be a big man. I'll take you home. We'll hang out. So that's what we did. So we, we saw most of the show, but it was, the point of the story is every show I think I'm going to, or I have gone to in the last month, which hasn't been a ton, is packed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people now. So it looks like people are really past the COVID shit, I don't see the mask and all that stuff in the venues, but I see people going out enjoying live music again, which is really awesome. And hopefully the scene changes to where some of these acts that are like, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if the money's there. Does it make business sense? Hopefully that will change to where things get better and we start seeing those bands again. I would love to see fucking Devin again. Yeah, that definitely. would be fucking amazing. I mean, he's doing a lot of touring in the in Europe, which he makes a lot more money in Europe, and he does say that he will do a North American tour soon. And one one of the things that he said is that he's kind of at the threshold that he doesn't care if he loses a little bit of money because yeah. he's still making enough money on right. everything else that he can do it. He just feels bad for the bands that are opening for him and that 
people that he's bringing on tour. But one of the things that I was thinking about when you were talking about like how everybody is, you know, you're seeing a lot more crowds is the issue that happened with Taylor Swift recently and the, um, and it kind of brought attention to how some of these promoters and like, I'm not sure if I should say name thing, name brand things on this podcast, but like it ticket, doesn't ticket master, ticket master, Live Nation, and stuff like that. She brought attention to how they are. I love you, this week's contract, sir. Uh, you're gonna have to pay me cheese now instead of us paying you, sir. Just, just say it. <laughs> it's, it's in. The, don't worry about it. It's, they take publisher clearinghouse checks, so. Just get a couple in the mail. Just give sign it over to John, and okay. you're good. All right, all right, sounds good. But at, at least like these, if these big name acts like Devin's trying to do it for the metal community, Taylor Swift seems to be trying to do it with the well, that's cool. The pop community yeah. is like drawing attention to how you're getting screwed over by these right these companies. Um, Hopefully something will change eventually. Like convenience fees? Are you kidding me? It's bullshit. Are you I mean, kidding what's me? a convenience? <laughs> I'm not getting a convenience. Fucking have to order this. I did it online. It's I didn't deal with anyone. It's yeah. convenient for you yeah. that I'm giving my credit so we card. Have to, so you're actually paying for the person we would have paid to take your money. Come on. Fuck off. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. 100%. But yeah, the, the, the whole thing's fucked. And I know Pearl Jam... They went to a deal where they just like, you're buying tickets from us. Oh, yeah. Fuck Live Nation, fuck Ticketmaster, all this stuff. And I I don't know if Metallica did that. There was another couple big bands that followed that trend, Mm -hmm. too. So, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Fear Factory back in the day. Do you remember when Fear Factory decided they're going to not do a label? They're just going to put out their own music on their own? I don't remember that. Yeah, it it was wild because... They basically had artistic freedom and all that good stuff. I love Fear Factory, by the way. Why don't we play a song from them? What's oh. your favorite song from them? Uh, my favorite song from them is um, Resurrection. Let's do it. A little Resurrection. Fear Factory. Boy Ragman was on the road this week. I think I told you I was in Louisiana. 
I'm driving, I'm talking to a colleague, and we're going over. Everybody bitches about their job, right? I bitch, you bitch. You bitched to me the other night about some problems you have. We all do. Who's happy? I don't... That's another thing. We'll talk about it after this little story. Who is fucking happy in their job? And who can truly say, I fucking love going to work. I look forward to it. There's not many people. So anyway, I'm looking and I have a quarter of a tank. And I'm in fucking between Lafayette and East Texas, Longview, Kilbourg. And I'm like, I should stop. I'm talking to my buddy. We're, we're having a good conversation. I'm like, ah, fuck it. It's all right. I'm on the interstate. Gas stations all over the place. But on I-49, apparently they didn't think of that putting gas stations every few miles. So I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I'm like, hmm, all right. My light comes out. I'm like, fuck, I wonder how many miles I truly have until I run out of gas. So I hit the little thing. It's like, you got 24 miles. I'm like, hmm. Do I chance staying on the interstate? Or do I pull off with my car saying, hey, you need gas. Let me help you out. I could GPS you to a gas station and you'll be good. And you're not going to run out or get killed by hillbillies or whatever's in Louisiana. Not saying anything bad about Cajuns or Kunasses or Louisiana people. I love them. I do. Bottom of my heart, I do. So anyway, I'm like, hmm. I remember there's a stretch where there's not a lot of shit going on. So I'm like, maybe I should turn off. And I've done this before, and I went to some weird fucking town. And it was like, Toothless Jane was like at the counter. I went to pee. I, they still had the fucking little credit card thing where you could pay and all that stuff. I'm like, let me just do that. Just let's be safe. Let's be safe. Let's not get in a situation that could turn south for right, man. So anyway, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I get off. I'm like, okay. It says, here's the fucked up thing. It's like, you're eight miles away from this gas station. Turns out to be 16. I'm like, when I turn off, I'm like, you just said it was eight when I hit the thing. And now it's 16. Okay, fair enough. So I get over there, I'm going, I'm going, and I see, it's actually, I have six miles to uh, being out of gas. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And I'm coming up, and it says, your Chevron station is point, like a half mile away. I was like, fuck, I'm looking for that sign. I don't see that sign anywhere. I'm just on this road in the middle of fucking nowhere. I don't even know where I was. I'm totally not shitting you. I'm like... Where are you? Where are you? And I'm coming up. It's like, <laughs> it gets to quarter mile, gets to 500 feet, 300 feet, and there's a field. There's no Chevron station. I'm like, I'm thinking, I was like, where? I, I was yelling to myself, I was like, where the fuck is the Chevron station? No one heard, just me. And <laughs> I'm like, at that point, I'm panicking. I'm like, I'm going to fucking die. Because I'm driving by these shacks, and there's like this town called I don't I don't remember the name. There's it's like this township is like three miles away. I'm like, there's got to be a gas station, a grocery store, something. 
It's shacks. I see smoke coming up out of, from nowhere. They're burning grass, or I don't know what they're doing. They're burning something, bodies, something. And I'm, I'm going through them like, I can't stop. I can't pull in the driveway of a place of something burning in the backyard that there's no smokestack, there's nothing. And I'm like, what if I can do? What if I can do? It's like, do I call 911? I saw a sign for something called 511. What does 511 do? I don't know. I don't know. I think I can know. What is it, John? I guess you start talking like five minutes, something like that. 511, you get it? So they double fish you. So they, they, they not really double, they, they, they take turns with each head. So one and one, in five minutes, you come. Oh, thank you for that, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm sure that's what that means. So I'm sweating. I, I'm like, fuck, turning off the fucking AC. I'm in echo mode. And I'm like, do I go straight? Do I go back? What do I do? So I keep going and I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to fucking turn around. And I saw a sign for the interstate. I'm going to go up the interstate. And I see this yard. It's like an industrial yard. There's tanker trucks and there's pickup trucks. I'm like, please, God, please somebody be in this parking lot. Because there's like this little shack that was like empty. There was the lights were off and all that stuff. I'm like... There's got to be a Cletus or somebody out there. That's shitty. I shouldn't have said that. It just came out. It's um, rude, man. It's rude. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I, I'm going. And I, um, I get there and I'm like, all right. I park and I'm like, is there anybody that I can talk to? So I get up and there's a truck running. I, I park my car. I was like, I'm going to turn the engine off. It's probably not a good idea. Could be stranded, but at least I'm in this yard. And there's a truck running next to me, so there's got to be a human being close by. So I walk around. I see these two guys working on some equipment. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm a dumbass. I ran out of ga- I'm about to run out of gas. I'm trying to get to East Texas from South Louisiana. And... Uh, is there, do you have a gas can? Do you have some gas or anything you can spare? I'll pay just to get me to a gas station. Did he say, did he say, <laughs> I got plenty of gas for you? No, he didn't. <laughs> but that would have been funny. <laughs> uh, so, no, it was, it was actually better than that. He goes, you got to talk to that guy over there in the white hat. So, I don't know if that's better to fart or not, but... I just wanted to make a fart noise on your podcast. <laughs> so I go to the guy in the white hat. And there's three guys. And the guy in the white hat, I say, hey, man, this guy over here said, I, I spill my guts again. It's like, this is my situation. I'm so sorry to bug you, but I need some help. And he goes, we got to talk to this guy. And it's the guy sitting right in front of him. He's right there. The guy heard what I was saying, but he says, I can't help you, but he needs to help you. And the guy didn't have much of a voice. I'm going to try to do his voice. And no disrespect, guy, because you fucking helped me out. You fucking rock. You're awesome. Bradman thanks you from the bottom of his heart. But he goes, oh, you ran out of gas. Oh, why'd you run out of gas? I was like, uh, I thought I could make it to another gas station. I did GPS. Oh, yeah, I heard that. 
So you heard why I ran out of gas and why I was trying to get gas, but you're asking me, how did I run out of gas? Yeah! I was like, oh, okay. So I ran out of gas because I thought my GPS fucked me, sir. It fucked me right in the ass. And I was walking, I'm walking bow legged. And that's why, because my GPS fucked me in the ass. Oh, <laughs> oh, I got a gas can. We got some gas over there. I don't know if he, he said, I got a gas can. There's, we have some gas over there. If you didn't understand on the podcast there. Um, I said, thank you, sir. You're a saint. He goes, walk with me to my truck, son. I was like, I'm not your son, but I will walk with you, sir. And so we walked over and we get over. He goes, there's a tank over there. Pull your car around over the side of that tank and I'll get you some gas. I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. So I go back to my car. I'm like, oh my God, is this thing going to fucking start? Am I so low on fumes? Because I got to the point where it's like, the car's like, you need to get gas or I'm not going to work for you. It didn't say that, but basically, right? And I'm like, please start, please start, please start. And there's two tanks. There's like this weird water tank looking thing. I was like, are they storing fuel in that? Or is it this like, it looked like a nitrogen or propane tank. And I'm like, okay, which one? I'm going to guess the propane looking tank. So I drove over there, undid my... Uh, gas cap and he pulls his truck over there and he gets two jumper cables to start the pump that will pump the gas out of the tank he goes I'm gonna get you enough gas to get you to the uh, gas station which is just uh, three or four or five miles up the road I was like thank you uh, thank you so much so I'm like pumping the gas and I'm like okay I probably had enough he goes no get more and I'm like Okay, so I got more. I was like, I think I'm good. He goes, yeah, you're probably good now. So I take it off. I was like, can I pay you? He goes, no. Oh, I just want, I love doing something nice for people when they need some help. I said, God bless you, man. You're a fucking saint. Thank you so much. Dude, I had three quarters of a tank of gas. I don't know what kind of gas, but... I was freaking, my next thought is like, oh fuck, I have to run premium and all this shit. I was like, I got to get to a gas station to fill up a premium. But I, the point of the story is there are some still some really good fucking people out there. And this guy helped me out. Dude, I would have been fucked. I was thinking Chainsaw Massacre, Deliverance. I didn't know what was going to happen to me. Because I was two hours from people I knew that could help me. And this guy, I don't know his name, but... Fucking thank you, sir. Not that you'll ever hear my podcast, but there are good people in the world still, which is very heartening to me. And it makes me feel good. Uh, So that's my story. So it's kind of funny what happened. And I was stupid. And I probably will do it again at some point, but I'll try not to. But there are good people in the world still. Yeah. And there's this dude awesome dude in Louisiana who's now telling a story on a podcast about this stupid idiot at Alexis from Houston. Bald, <laughs> dumbass motherfucker. Yes. So, anyway, uh, we've gone on for a while. This has been a fun show. Adam, thank you for coming on. Thanks for uh, having me on, man. You bet, dude. This, we, it's a long time coming. We've talked about this for a long time. So, 
we're both gonna play a song. You're gonna go first. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You're like you get like deer in the headlights, like I was on that road in Louisiana. Uh, you have a song, or hold on. Why don't we do our one audience member, Paul? Paul, do you have a song you want to play on the Fragment Show? Yeah, ZZ Top, Lagrange. Oh yeah, that's a good one. All right, some ZZ Top, Lagrange. We played ZZ before, but it's been a while, and it's kind of weird because uh, uh, Dusty's gone. But uh, and there's that guy that's like the look-alike. We'll have to get into that one day. But uh, how about some ZZ Top? Turn, sir. Paul, our audience member, went before you. A little ZZ Top. What do you think? I think you should play some Agalock. Uh, Agalock? Yes. Who the fuck are they? And the song is called Not Unlike the Waves. Shit. Let's do it. It is what we would call atmospheric black metal. Oh, fuck me. Do we have to burn some candles? We could. I have a cat. We could sacrifice that motherfucker too. No, I, I like your cat. I want him. To, I want him to be okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's play some metal. Let's play some metal. Let's do it.
All right, so it's Ragman's turn before I let you go here. Uh, I'm going to play you a song, uh, and you're like, oh, God, it's more of that pop punk stuff. Yeah, it is. So fucking deal with it. My uh, buddy, a good friend of mine, his name is Shelfro. Or Shelbo, or Shelby. He's a good buddy. He introduced me into pop punk, so if you hate that I'm playing pop punk, you can hate Shelby, or Shelfro, or Shelbo. So anyway. Nobody hates Shelby. No, he's too fucking nice. He's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. But anyway, he introduced me to a band tonight called Can't Swim. He's like, dude, check these fuckers out. They're really good. And this song is really awesome. The album just dropped today. So... March 2nd, I think we are? Or we're the 2nd, right? 3rd. Oh, 3rd. Okay, we're a day off. So, March 3rd, this album just dropped. Uh, the band's called Can't Swim. Again, kind of pop punk, but uh, they do some other shit. They get a little heavy and do some other styles. So, I'm going to check out the record. But anyway, uh, this track is called Me Versus Me Versus All, y'all. I guess they're from Texas or Alabama or something. So let's check that shit out. Wake yourself up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the love and thank you for all the kind comments. Uh, since I've done this solo, uh, I've had so many people reach out. Uh, I've got a lot of new friends too and a lot of people listening uh, just based on, you know, Ragman's presence and these run clubs and just all that stuff. That said, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Thanks for the support. And I do promise Genghis will be back soon. He is asked to be back on. So that will be a Genghis and Ragman show. That will not be a Ragman solo show. So that's coming. But before we go tonight, you know what Ragman has to do. And we're going to have three of them tonight. We're going to have three of these for you. So go ahead and give yourself a wedgie because it's time for us to give you three horns. Horns!